Hello, people of the universe. Thank you for tuning in to Love Yourself Rich. Sorry, I like bit my mouth when I said that. <laughs> Love Yourself Rich. I'm your host, Gretchen Evangelista. I'm a money mindset coach here to help creative visionaries just like you in your divine play with money. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Gretchen.Evangelista to stay up to date and leave a review um, for this podcast if you've been loving the show so far. So hello, everyone. So glad that you're here. Today, we are going to be talking about the value of working with scarcity as an ally and becoming intimate with it deeply intimate with it (laughs) I think when you decide to take on this journey um, with scarcity as an ally it's nothing but intimacy with it (laughs) and so why would anyone be possessed to be like you know what yes let me befriend scarcity let me like you know have more scarcity in my life let me like really truly bask in this experience of scarcity why would we want to do that well surprisingly when we work with scarcity doing that is what actually allows us to evolve and free up parts of ourselves that have been trapped in these limited ways of thinking and being that ultimately do not serve us Working with scarcity ultimately helps us liberate ourselves and truly know what abundance is in our bodies and in our core. Like sometimes when we work with abundance, it has this potential to be really uplifting and feel really good. But sometimes if we continue to just work with like the good feelings of abundance which of course they have it has its own miracles within that but when we only bask in the light and refuse to look to the shadows we're still missing a big piece of the puzzle it's like you know I talked about this in the early days of the podcast, especially with um, the queens. Uh, The Queen of Cups is probably one of my favorite episodes. I think it's episode four or episode five or something. Go back in the beginning of the podcast to check it out. But that's been my favorite so far because the the Queen of Cups taught me to be with the whole experience and not just not abandon my experiences when they become negative or uncomfortable and so like in our journeys with well-being being willing to work with scarcity or I'm sorry being unwilling to work with scarcity and only want to work with abundance is like the equivalent of only being willing to work with positive emotions and really like trying to resist negative emotions when they arise. And when we resist negative emotion as it arrives, it actually creates more negative emotion. And for example, let's take the example of binge eating or overeating, which is something that I deeply struggle with so much 
in my teenage and early 20s. And um, I talk about a lot of this at the beginning of the show as well. That a big part of my spiritual journey was really ingrained within me when I decided to sit with myself during a binging episode or when I decided to really sit with all my raw intense emotions instead of sitting and eating and binging and numbing that experience out. So coming back to this idea that when we resist negative emotion, it's actually creating even more negative emotion. And so for someone who would be like an emotional eater, for example, like me, the cycle would be I would feel some sort of negative emotion, I feel a sense of loneliness, sadness, insecurity, and then I would be driven to eat anything, usually sweets, usually carby things, in order to dull that pain of that negative emotion. So I would feel negative emotion, I would eat to dull the pain because I just didn't want to handle that. But then in eating, that would cause more inner turmoil and regret and that would cause more negative emotion. And then so I would be driven to eat again to dull that shame that I feel. And then the cycle goes on and on and on. So during situations like this, what's really happening here? When we are unwilling to sit with and be friends with, or at least be willing to like take a look at the negative emotion and therefore like when we're resisting that emotion, as Carl Jung has famously said, what you resist persists. Every time I ate in order to avoid feeling insecure, I missed out on the lesson that life was flowing to me. I missed out on this invitation to evolve and expand and to experience true liberation. I missed out on investigating myself with curiosity, this insecure feeling. Where did it come from? Why do I feel this way? What am I believing about myself? And I missed out on stepping into the power that I had to shift that from a place of love and understanding. And when we continue to ignore the lessons that life is flowing to us with this negative feeling, this same unevolved negative feeling will continue to arise within us until we decide to use that sense of suffering that negative emotion to actually just wake up instead of continuing to numb out. So this whole situation is similar, if not the exact same, played out in our dynamics with money and scarcity. I believe scarcity is something to be questioned and investigated. And it ultimately does not serve us to ignore it, to wage war against it, or to numb it out. Because every time we do so, we miss out on having a more loving, evolved relationship to it, to life, and to ourselves. And then 
when we no longer resist, it will no longer persist. It will shift and it will change and it will finally transform into the butterfly that it was meant to be. And you gain so much more personal power over this area in your life. So when was the last time you've sat with scarcity? Like truly sat with it and dialogued with it? What does scarcity feel like in your body? What does scarcity look like? If scarcity was a visitor in your home, what would it look like? And I'm going to read to you guys a poem, a Rumi poem translated by Colin Barks called The Guest House. This exact poem I shared with you guys. Um, I also shared in the Queen of Cups episode again. So go back and check that episode out. But this by far is my favorite because it gives me the visual to see the situation in a different light and it allows me to play with the images in my mind and thus have that express itself in a different way in my life. So this is the guest house. This being human is a guest house. Every morning a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. Even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whomever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Oh, I love this poem. Just gives me such an amazing visual representation in my brain of how this is playing out. And for many years, the way it's been playing out is I had envisioned scarcity as like this burglar in my home or this mobster who has come to collect his dues. Like scarcity was this scary intruder that was like banging on the front door, yelling at me to open up. And Let me just take you on a side note and tell you this story because I think this is a perfect representation of how scarcity can evolve for us if we're willing to sit with it and make it our ally. So when I was in high school, when I was a freshman, my brother was a senior and he would have his friends over all the time. They would have like band practice and they would just be chilling in the basement, yada, yada. Well, Um, This particular incident, it was Sunday. My parents were out somewhere during the day and my brother wasn't home. I think he was like working or something. And so I'm home alone. It's getting dark outside. And all of a sudden, someone is knocking on my door. And I look at the peephole in the door. And of course, my mom has like this like 
crazy flower decoration over the peephole so I can't really get a clear glimpse of who the person is but I just see this man that I don't know just standing outside my door and I'm like okay I'm home alone I wasn't expecting any guests I don't know who this dude is so I'm just not gonna answer and he'll just go away maybe he's trying to sell something even though it's like Sunday and it's 6 p.m. so I kind of just do my own thing but he doesn't leave like he just stays there at my front door and he just kept knocking and knocking and knocking and literally was knocking and just standing there for 25 minutes and I mean I was like seriously panicking thinking like oh my god he's a stranger he wants to barge in he's trying to see someone's home and if no one's home he's gonna try to break in what do I do like all of these fearful scenarios were coming into my mind and I was just like holy shit like should I call the cops like I remember clutching my cell phone and hiding underneath the table ready to call 911 (laughs) but first luckily my brain was like no call mother first call mother (laughs) so I called my mom and she was like okay I'll be on my way home calm down (laughs) and then a couple minutes later my brother calls me and he's like hey I'm almost home and I think Bruce is already there can you let him in and Bruce was one of my brother's friends and bandmates and I've met him several times and he's like this really friendly dude and I instantly felt so dumb I was like oh whoops <laughs> and I finally just I opened the door and I was relieved to see his friendly familiar face and I was like okay I'm sorry I left you out here I seriously thought you were a burglar <laughs> I just felt so stupid but like this is kind of how we treat scarcity right like we we think it's like this evil monster that's gonna come in and like mess our shit up and rob us or whatever but when we're willing to sit with scarcity long enough that dangerous stranger that keeps banging on the front door actually turns out to be a really good kind hearted friend and like I guess the metaphor that I could tie with this is like when we feel scarcity and we have that like fight or flight response like I would have just fled my house through the back door and I would have never realized that that was my brother's friend (laughs) when at least I was able to sit inside the house and you know have the phone ready to call 911 but I was able to sit there and kind of just be with the situation where this strange man was just knocking on the door endlessly for 30 minutes Um, and then it turned out to transform um in front of my eyes and that is the experience that we can have with scarcity when we are brave enough and courageous enough to sit there and be with it and question it and befriend it and in other words employ it as our ally instead of seeing it as this dangerous enemy that's out to get us so That is the medicine of scarcity. That is how we can use scarcity as a tool for higher abundance, even higher abundance than like practicing positive affirmations could ever do for us. Instead of waging this war against scarcity, decide 
that is actually your strongest ally. Okay, so by now I hope that I've persuaded you in the direction of being willing to be willing to work intimately with scarcity. And that's really just the key, right? It's never about jumping into the pool before you have the capacity to jump into the pool. It's about being willing to like dip your toe into the pool. (laughs) And that is the key. That is the door to this transformation. And so then now the question becomes, how can we work with scarcity? We can work with scarcity a variety of different ways. But the easiest way and the most available way there is, is to literally just live your life and scarcity will come knocking. (laughs) You will naturally meet with scarcity just by being human. And also one thing that I'd like to add that I think I'm going to make into an episode is scarcity has many faces. Scarcity can mean something very different to people in many different contexts. Um, But in this particular episode, I wanted to kind of just keep it simple. And I wanted to just pinpoint this pattern that we tend to have around seeing scarcity as a problem, as a threat, as an enemy, as something that we need to immediately solve or fix or flee from or get rid of. Even the world's millionaires and billionaires experience scarcity. Just like how it's impossible to always be 100% happy all the time. Or it's impossible to feel aligned 100% of the time or abundant 100% of the time. And to have that expectation that life should always be 100% positive can be very destructive. And so I, I, I encourage you to be open to this what if scarcity as a feeling state was not a problem in your body what if this was just a normal experience just like grief or loneliness or disappointment scarcity brings with it as many gifts as abundance does the way I like to see it, the visual that I have in my brain here is if both scarcity and abundance showed up at your house for your birthday party, both would have armfuls of the most splendid gifts and presents for you. That is how I'd like for you to see the two. So whenever scarcity shows up to a party, once you've established a baseline of safety within yourself, which is another topic I will go on about later on um, in the, the podcast, not in this episode, but in a different podcast episode. When scarcity shows up to the party and you've established the sense of safety within yourself, see if you can thank it, appreciate it, and love on it. Thank it for bringing all the wonderful presents it has for you. And if you're like, well, I can't possibly thank scarcity for this $700 credit card bill. That is where your faith in the process comes in. That is when you enact your magic, your sorcery. And be willing to lean into the invisible world. What if the $700 credit card bill that you've been hit with was actually a blessing? 
And a fun prompt that you can give yourself is, well, if I were just pretending that this $700 bill was actually a blessing, here are three ways in which it could be a blessing. If I was just pretending that it was, here's how it could be a blessing for me. It's a cute little trick to get yourself past the cynic within your mind and to create more spaciousness in that situation. And oftentimes when we are in scarcity and we feel so unsafe, we get into this fight or flight urgency response where it feels like the walls are literally closing in on you and you feel like you only have like this one doom and gloom possibility. When in reality, that is not the truth at all. And so if you could get yourself to get to this place of creating more possibilities through a sense of play and pretending and thus create more spaciousness in the scarcity moment, that is when we can unlock the real magic of the moment. That is when the transformation occurs. That is how we can really take a look at the situation and be like, this is not a doom and gloom situation and I'm actually safe. And like, I actually remember that I just received a $900 check in the mail the other day. I actually do have enough for this now that I think about it. Like when we move from that really tight, limited doom and gloom space and stretch it out by fluffing out all the other possibilities and creating that space, we often remember more of our abundance and that becomes like more accessible to us we are more able to access better ideas and realizations in that moment we're able to see the whole picture like for example this is something that just happened to me this month is I was speaking with my coach and I was talking about how I wouldn't hit my money goal for this month and how disappointing that was and as we digested the emotion further we broke it down we played with it I started to feel better and I started to feel a sense of more spaciousness within it and then suddenly I realized oh wait I totally forgot that I had received 5k last week and then with that I with everything added up I realized that I definitely hit my money goal if I hadn't sat with a scarcity and created more spaciousness within it, I would have totally forgotten about that 5k. And I, I would have gone on never realizing what I had actually already accomplished. Okay, I think this episode is complete. I guess I just have to tell you guys, I, I'm writing all my notes out for these Um, episodes about scarcity I think I'm gonna have a couple more dedicated to scarcity but if I have more than that like it's also a possibility because there's just so much to break down that um I feel like I just need to like break it down into smaller bites and smaller chunks and I'm realizing the depth at which I could discuss this So I'm just excited to be sharing this with you guys and to be sharing Money Mindset 2.0, the new season of Love Yourself Rich. So thank you again so much for tuning in to Love Yourself Rich. I'm your host, Gretchen Evangelista. 
Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Gretchen.Evangelista and leave a review if you've been loving the show. All right, guys, talk to you later.